we're not giving up at all we're just going to lift up don't give up lift up lift up your knees lift up the name of Jesus lift your faith up lift your brother up lift your sister up lift somebody up but always lift him up because he hadn't stopped working he hadn't taken a break he hadn't had the social distance he hadn't had the quarantine oh, no. he ain't had to cancel any of his stuff you can still draw nigh to God and God will draw nigh to you and it won't get you sick it'll only get you better Woo. oh I'm thankful for what Jesus is doing I'm glad I got a Savior today. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Man, God's good. My goodness. The Lord's awesome. I tell you, you can't beat him. You can't beat him and don't never leave him. Whew. Man, don't walk away. You can never say he left me because he said he wouldn't. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. If there's ever any leaving, it's done on our part, ain't it? I got no thoughts of leaving the Lord. I'm sticking with him all the way. You can be seated this morning. We're going to uh, make some, a couple of announcements. If our ushers will come, we'll get ready to take our offering this morning, read our statement of faith together. But while they're coming, let me um, tell you that uh, this week our schedule will be a little different. Monday night prayer tomorrow night at 7. Our midweek service will be on Tuesday this week. So Monday night at 7, Tuesday night at 7. Uh, we're flying out Wednesday for a conference. A bunch of us are. And we just do not like to miss service and be here. So I said, well, let's just back service up a day, and we'll be able to be in church. So, uh, so we're going to be here Monday night at 7, Tuesday night at 7, and uh, going to have a great time in the Lord. And we're flying out. Annabeth is already at this conference, and uh, we'll be there for this conference, and we're going out to, to be a part of it. And and just pray for us as we travel, and that we'll be safe while we're there, and then we'll be back and ready for church next Sunday. Same setup next week, 11 o'clock. Uh, we'll be for uh, the, the groups that are 65 and older. Um, if they fix the AC, we'll have Sunday school next week, and so all of our classes will be back in order uh, at, at 11 o'clock. So all the parents for the children of Sunday schools will be here at 11 o'clock as well. Expected mothers, children, uh, or parents with infants, things of that nature. And, of course, anybody with any pre-existing medical conditions that feel like it would be safer, they can be here. And if you, this, it's never crowded at 11 o'clock. It's a good crowd, but it's not too crowded. So if you feel like I want to come to the 11, then come to the 11 if you would like to. We just want to get together and have church as often as we can. Praise God. So let's read our statement of faith together this morning. And then uh, give to the Lord. Upon the authority of your word I have given and it shall be given to me. Pressed down, shaken together and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore the enemy is rebuked and the curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not enough room to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs. Raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritance. Interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished and royalties received. 
my whole family saved and walking with yes. God. Perfect health and abundance to walk in divine favor and blessing. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. And all that I do will prosper in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. Let's give as unto the Lord this morning. And thank you for being faithful in your giving. I know that it's an a unprecedented time that we're in. But uh, there's still a mortgage and there's still electric bills and things. And thank the good Lord we've been able to take care of all of that through this whole thing. No, no problem. So I appreciate you being faithful and support and giving to the Lord. Amen. Glad to have my son preaching for us this morning. Brother Jake, come on this morning and preach the word of the Lord to us. I'm ready to receive something from the Lord. God's good to us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Round two. I don't have to worry about time at all with y'all. Y'all know I don't preach long. But this, uh, I tell you, I could have I could have ten services in a day, and I would get something out of every service because every time that we come together and there are two or three gathered together in His name and He's here in the midst, God is going to do something. If we're here all day long, all night long, God's going to do something. God's going to speak to somebody. God's going to change something because that's just what should happen in the presence of the Lord. And I'm so thankful to know Him. I'm so thankful to know what I know about Him. I'm just thankful to be in the house of the Lord today. Um, I told Him earlier that for uh, for regeneration, some of this is a double dose. Kind of went. I went in this direction on on Wednesday night, and the Lord just really impressed on me that this would be something that could help our uh, our entire congregation and I know this is a word from the Lord and uh, I just I, I, I feel the anointing today I just feel a special anointing in this house I believe that that this really can help us and change us and if we will receive the word of the Lord and be hearers of the word but be doers of the word God's gonna move and speak to us in a special way today and I won't keep us very long. One verse of scripture, if you want to stand for the reading of the word, just one verse. It's in James chapter 1, verse 22. Very familiar. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. i read it one more time. Why don't you read it aloud with me? But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Amen. And I'm going to uh, preach on this thought for just a few minutes today, the exception. The exception. Could you lift your hands your voice one more time? Lord, we love you so much. Lord, I pray right now that you would energize us a little longer, open our minds, our spirits to receive from your word. Lord, we need you, Lord. We realize today that we need you, that we can do nothing without you, Lord, that nothing really changes without you. Lord, so speak to us by your word. Let it take, Lord, root in our lives. Help us to live by it, to love it, to follow after it. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the honor and glory and praise. Clap your hands to the Lord. Tell the Lord you love him. Jesus, we love you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallowed be the name of Jesus. 
you are great and greatly to be praised. There is none like unto you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. Amen. The exception. And this verse, I, I've, I've actually taught and preached before about uh, deceiving myself from this verse. Um, and, and if you are living a lifestyle where it has become that I can hear the word, but I am not a doer of the word, but I still think that I'm okay, then I am deceiving my own self. I am, I am deceived myself into thinking that I am okay, that I have got nothing to worry about, that I am not lost. But if I am a hearer only and not a doer, then I am lost in that moment. But I don't want to simply talk about being doers of the Word today. I I want to talk about the mindset of people who are hearers only and not doers. The mindset of people who are hearers only and not doers of the Word. And I, I'll, it's not necessarily two different lessons today or two different messages, but it'll, I'll, I'll get to two sides of the same coin today. But there are many people in this world who believe that they are the exception. Some people, in their minds, can exempt themselves from anything that they need that to apply to. Does that make sense? Some, rather many, believe that they are the exception to the law. They can find a reason for, for that. Uh, and, and, you know, not just in our country, all around the world, people, they, they will build their whole life. And they will get all that they have. And they'll get all their money by living as if they are the exception to the law. They, they live their life doing illegal things. Some believe that they are the exception to behaving like a decent human being. And there is so much of that today in our world. And they believe that they are the exception to treating people kindly and with respect. And many believe that they are the exception to taking responsibility of any kind whenever something is not convenient for them to take responsibility. Just make myself the exception. For some reason, there's this mindset in our culture, in our world today, that you must do this. You must say this. You must behave this way. You must live this way. You and everyone else. But not me. Because people, while they may not say it aloud, they have the mindset within themselves that I am special. I have special circumstances. I have a, I'm a special case. There is a reason why I do not have to do what you have to do, what everyone else has to do. There is something that justifies my defiance in this matter. I am the single exception to this situation. And I'm not trying to be harsh today. But it is a failure to, or a refusal to accept responsibility. People 
today are, they, they are do as I say, not as I do. We see a lot of that in our world today. And, and people, they just, again, while they, wait, they may not say that aloud, they think that I am the single exception to this situation. And what is sad is that this has crept into areas of the church as a whole. You can, you can see it, it uh, if, if you're, I mean, you can see it, uh, you may know people, or, or, or you see it, uh, you know, you might, you might see them in the, in the workplace, yeah, I, I don't know, you see them online especially, that it is, it is a, uh, a very observable trait of people today to think that uh, I am the exception. And I see a lot of people who uh, have lived for God that um, they're, they're, they're getting into this mindset of, uh, you, don't, you don't entertain yourself with these things. You don't watch this. You don't go here, but I can handle these things. For some reason, I'm the exception. You don't listen to this, I can. You don't dress like that, I, or, or you dress like that, I can dress like this. You watch your mouth, but not me. You don't gossip, but gossip is my ministry. You don't act like a fool on social media, but I have a reason, I have a rant, I have something to get off my chest. I, you be pure in your body, but we're in love, and we're married in our heart. You listen to, Pastor. You listen to godly authority. You be submitted. Uh, but I have someone else in my life who enables me and affirms my rebellion and my defiance and my foolishness. You be faithful to church. But I am so holy that I don't need to be at church to, to, to live for God or, or to get anything to edify me. You, you stay unified with the body, but I just don't get involved with all of that. And I'm not a people person. And you get involved with church. That's just not my thing. You teach Bible studies. You reach the lost. You minister to people. I have a reason not to. It's not my personality. You pray, uh, not me. You fast. I need to eat. You give. I work hard for my money. You worship and praise, but I'm too dignified. You be doers of the word. But I am, it is enough for me to hear. It is enough for me to hear you can be a doer. Because I am the exception. And that might sound a little ridiculous. That's because it is a little ridiculous. It might sound like, well, I've never heard anyone talk like that or say anything like that. But it's a mindset in many people today. And I could go on and on and on, but, but people can find anything to justify what, again, I'm not being mean, but what really is a pathetic excuse for a walk with God. And they can exempt themselves from all responsibility and justify it with the most ridiculous reasons and do it so much and for so long that they start to believe that I'm okay and I really am justified in the way, the hypocritical way that I'm living. Deceived myself. Now there is another form of this mindset. And that is that people have this exemption mentality, but in a negative light upon themselves or on their life or on their circumstances. And that is, this one may be more familiar to you, that they can be blessed, but not me. They can be healed, but not me. They can be used by God, but not me. They can preach, they can teach, they can can do these things, not me. 
They can, they, they can witness to people. They can reach people. They can teach Bible studies. They can let their light shine, not me. They, they always have it all together, and I'm such a wreck. They have a powerful prayer life, but I, I can't do that. They, they have the favor of God. I just I don't even feel like God hears me. They, they're always so spiritual, but I can't, I can't be like that. They can be free from bondage, but my chains are too heavy and too many. They can be forgiven, but I've just been too horrible. They can change, but I am too messed up. And if, we, if we're not careful as a church body, we can start to believe things like their church can have revival, but not ours. They, their, their city can be turned upside down, but we live in Sodom and Gomorrah, and, and nothing's going to happen. No chains are going to break in our city, in our community. They can baptize 700 people a month, but not us. I just don't see that. They can have miracles and signs and wonders, but for whatever, we can get into this mindset. They can be happy, not me. They can have joy, not me. I'm, I'm, I'm too messed up. They can have peace, not me. They're so blessed and I'm so depressed. They're so on fire and I just feel cold as ice and feel numb all the time. It just, I, it's hard for me to even lift my hands. People can exempt themselves from all the benefits and all the promises of God by making themselves the exception. And as pastor said recently, you can make excuse after excuse after excuse and you'll excuse yourself right out of glory. You'll excuse yourself right out of the gifts and the promises of God because I have made myself the exception to these things. You'll even tell other people. You'll even encourage other people and don't believe it for yourself. I'm the exception. We can get to a place where we believe that we are the single given exception exception in any given situation. We're always the special case. Always have a special reason. We're always the unusual circumstance. We're always a little worse or a little better. We're always the one, the only one who can or the only one who can. We're always the only one that will or the only one that won't. We are the exception. And I'm telling you that we have to eliminate this thinking. Before I even get to the, the, the meat of this message here, I'm telling you right now, we have got to eliminate this kind of thinking. We must not allow ourselves to deceive ourselves. We have got to get this out of our mind that I am the exception in any given situation. And this thinking is so dangerous, especially in the days that we are living in now. Because it is in all aspects of the things that we're facing in these days. You better not shut down Walmart. Don't shut down Kroger. Don't shut down my favorite stores I like to shop in or the beach or my favorite restaurants. And don't you dare cancel college football. But make sure that churches stay closed because that's dangerous. Everything except the church. And people will think like that, and then they won't even engage uh, with online or any other form of uh, that the, 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 the churches are doing. Because I don't need to hear my pastor preach for four months straight. Because I'm good. I have an excuse. I'm, I'm good enough. I'm the exception. And there are some that have their heads buried in the sand thinking that they're canceling everything. They're opposing everything. But they won't oppose the church. They won't cancel the church. This is the USA. We have religious liberty. We have religious freedom. But the fact of the matter is, is that they are, the, the church is the single biggest target now of everything that this world is trying to do. But the, the, and, and I'm not getting off into all of that, but, but the, 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 the principle here is that we can, we can make an exception 
for anything that we need it to apply to to make us feel comfortable and help us stay in denial. We have to eliminate this thinking. We have got to wake up from that deception. We have got to accept, listen to this, we have got to accept the responsibility of knowing the truth that we know. We know too much to live this way. We, we know too much to live deceiving our own selves. I've got to accept the responsibility of knowing the truth, of knowing what is right, of knowing what is holy. I've got to accept the responsibility of it and wake up and pray to God that I'm not deceiving my own self. Now, I want to talk about the other side of this coin now. Knowing all of that, saying all of that, I've I've told people, not even just preaching this message, I've told people before that you, you are so special to God. And you're special to me. Every person here today is special to me. But you're sure enough special to God. But you are not a special case when it comes to being a doer of the word. And not hearers only. None of us can exempt ourselves from that. Now. My message. Knowing that I am not the exception. Knowing that I cannot exempt myself from anything that I find it convenient to exempt myself from. I want to tell you what the one true exception is to our situation, circumstance, the human condition, whatever you, what the one true exception is, is Jesus. And I'll tell you why. Jesus answered and said, verily, uh, said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God, or he can't see the kingdom of God. A couple verses later, he said, you've got to be born of water and spirit, Except you do that, you can't enter into the kingdom of God. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, except ye eat of the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink His blood, ye have no life in you. In Psalm, he wrote, Except the Lord build the house, they that labor, or they labor in vain that build it. And he said, Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. And I think about, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side... Except it had been the Lord. Except the Lord had intervened. I'm trying to tell you today, stay with me for a minute, I'm trying to tell you that Jesus is the exception. While I am not, and I cannot apply that to anything that's convenient for me, I'm telling you that anything I'm going through... From salvation to any sort of struggle to any sort of situation or circumstance, that Jesus is the exception. And in this day that we're in, in this world that we're living in, we have got to realize more than ever 
Listen to me, because the world tells you different. But I cannot be saved except by Jesus. And I cannot have peace except through Jesus. And I cannot be blessed except by Jesus. And I can't be healed except by Jesus. And I cannot be delivered except by Jesus. And my life is not going to turn around except for Jesus. I cannot be made free. Nothing will satisfy me. Nothing will give me true joy. Nothing can calm my storm. Nobody can answer my prayers except for Jesus. There is no other God except for Jesus. There is no other creator except for Jesus. There is no other master except for Jesus. There is no other healer except for Jesus. Jesus is the exception. Stop looking everywhere else and look to Jesus. Stop trying to handle it yourself and look to Jesus. Stop trying to understand it. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to get all the answers and just give it to Jesus. As, as the church, as the church in these last days, we can't overcome the world except by Jesus. It is too much for us except for Jesus. We can't stand in these last days except by Jesus, except by the power of the Holy Ghost. We can't have revival in these last days any other way except for Jesus. And Jesus is enough. I'm telling you today, I, hey, church folks, I'm telling you today that it is still Jesus. And I, I'll say it until it sinks in. I'll say it till you're tired of hearing me say it. It is still Jesus. Jesus is still the answer. Jesus is still the exception. I'm telling you, church, Jesus is not our backup plan. Jesus is not an accessory to our services. Jesus is not an accessory to my life. I'm telling you, Jesus, it is still Jesus, and it'll always be Jesus. And I'm telling you that Jesus can heal you. He can save you. He can work in your situation. He can heal your body. He can heal your mind. He can heal your heart. He can use you. He can forgive you. He will bless you. He will be with you. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. It's still Jesus. Nothing else can do it. Nobody else can do it. But Jesus is the exception. And your mind might be scattered. And your heart might be shattered. And your thoughts and your emotions might be being pulled in a hundred thousand different directions. And you might be allowing things access to your thoughts that have no business being there. You, you, you might be allowing hopelessness and, 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 and melancholy to overtake you. You're letting fear and anxiety control you. Letting depression and oppression have access to you, to your mind, to your spirit. You might be having family troubles. You might be having relationship troubles. You might be having financial troubles. God forbid, it might not just be trouble, but you might be struggling with secret sin. You might have even been allowing holiness to take a back seat in your life here recently. You, you may be accepting things now. Listen, you might be accepting things now that you never would have accepted before. 
And you might be doing things now that you never would have done before. And you might be thinking thoughts now that you never would have thought before. But I don't care if it's sin. I don't care if it's struggle. I don't care what it is, what kind of situation, what kind of circumstance. Don't care what it is. Jesus is still the exception. Jesus is still the answer. Jesus is still the remedy. Nothing and nobody can remedy your situation except for Jesus. And I don't care how many times you heard it. I don't care if, you, if, it, if it's lost its effect on you. I'm asking that you hear me today. Jesus is still the answer. In this last day where everybody's looking for the answers all over the place, can't trust anything, there's no stability, there's nothing to put my hope in, I can still put my hope in Jesus. There are so many different things in this world today that people turn to now. All kinds of different distractions to relieve stress. All kinds of different things to slap a band-aid on what's going on. All kinds of different remedies, different treatments, different medicines. I'm not knocking the things that the Lord has has given us access to. I'm thankful for it. Thankful for doctors. I'm thankful for modern medicine. There's so many things that people can have access to to try and just forget a little while about their troubles. And I don't know why, but it seems that many people nowadays, that Jesus is the last thing that people want to turn to. And Jesus is the last one people will look to when they get into trouble, and when they are low, and when they are, they are at their wit's end. Jesus, why has Jesus become the last thing? I'm telling you that Jesus needs to be the first thing that we turn to, especially as the people of God, knowing what we know, have we forgotten that we can cry out to the Lord? Or has that just become lyrics in songs? Has that, oh, that's, that, that kind of stuff is just in the book of Psalms. That's, that's baby stuff. I'm telling you, you can still cry out to the Lord. Before I go to anybody else, and before I ask anybody else, before I look to any other solution or remedy, I can still cry out to the Lord. I don't know why we claim to believe what we believe, but we don't believe that we can call out to the Lord first. I might not have to seek any other treatment if I can just lift my voice to the Lord, and He'll do it right there. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before Him and showed before Him my trouble. Out of the depths have I, out of the depths have I cried unto Thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let Thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. Listen to this, for I said in my haste, I spoke a little too soon, Jesus. I said in my haste that I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, even when I was foolish enough to think that Jesus couldn't do it, even when I was foolish enough to think that I was the exception, nevertheless, thou heard my voice and my supplications when I cried unto thee. 
I cried unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill in my distress I cried unto the Lord and he heard me oh Lord my God I cried unto thee and thou hast healed me Oh, Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down into the pit. We can still cry out to Jesus. Listen to this. Listen to this. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful words to the children of men. For he satisfieth, satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the, the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down. There was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and out of the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men, because He hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Listen, listen. Was this ever you? Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat. I brought this on myself. And they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saveth them out of their distresses. He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Stay with me and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing that they, they that go down to the sea in ships, listen, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth a stormy wind. Ever been in a storm, anybody? Even while you were doing what God called you to do? which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. Anybody's soul ever melted because of trouble? They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and at, are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm to calm, so that the waves therefore are still. Then they are glad, because they be quiet. So He bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt Him also in the congregation of the people, and praise Him in the assembly of the elders, because I lifted my voice to Him, and He answered me. We can still cry out to the Lord. Before I do anything else, I can still cry out to the Lord. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. I will lift mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Listen, what you're going through, it might actually be too much for you to handle. But Jesus, and what you're going through, it, there might actually not be any hope of it getting any better. But Jesus is the exception to that. 
Listen, there might not be a way out of the mess that you are in. But Jesus is the single exception to that. If I have nothing, if I have nowhere to go, nowhere to look, and nobody to turn to, I have Jesus. Jesus is the exception. I will never be without access to healing, without access to peace, without access to comfort, without access to power, because Jesus will always be the single exception in anything that I'm going through. Music can come, and you can stand with me. I'm not going to go very much longer. Listen, church. I, I just want us to understand today, because we have faced so much by the grace of God, we're, we're here and God is still moving. I'm so thankful. But we need to remember, as the people of God, as the people of God, I'm talking to us, church folks, we need to get back to living for God, knowing that Jesus is not our backup plan, but He is our rock that never fails and never falters and never sleeps and never loses power and and he never fears he never worries he never wonders what's going on and whose knowledge and wisdom is unsearchable whose authority is unchallengeable whose majesty is matchless whose glory does not fade whose word created the heavens and the earth might not have any other answers there might be a time there might be a time in our lifetime that I don't have access to walk into a hospital I don't have access to buy things that I need I don't have access to essential things there might be a time where if I'm a believer I don't have access And all I have is Jesus. And what kind of exception am I going to make for myself then? I'm telling you, we live for God knowing that He is the first thing. that I, The first name that I call. The first place that I look to. He is my strong tower. I'm telling you that Jesus is still the answer. He is faithful. Just like God cannot lie, He cannot be unfaithful. It's in the DNA of God. His word is forever settled in His words, and He is faithful. He cannot be, do you understand that? He, he, he cannot be unfaithful. So, I just want to, I, I pray today, and I, and I ask you today, don't make yourself the exception 
and excuse yourself out of the promises of God. Come on now, come on. Do not believe that for whatever reason you're a little worse. I tell you today, and I feel like the Lord wants to move in these next few moments. We're going to have altar calling. I want you to know that the Lord can make a change today. He can fill you with the Holy Ghost. He can forgive you. He can set you free. He can heal your body. He can heal your mind and heal your heart. Whatever you need today, and you thought there's no answer to this and there's no way out of this, Jesus is the exception. And you do have access to these things today. The Lord is faithful. All that would, I'm, I'm asking you, however, if you want to spread out a little more, that's fine. But I'm asking you, could you find a place in the altars or towards the front or, you know, even on the first couple of rows if you want to kneel there. But just find a place. You can come to these altars today. Find a place to pray. And what I'm asking is, is don't make this a dismissal prayer, but I'm asking you to cry out to the Lord. Why don't we put that into action today and, and, and realize that right now in this place, in this altar, I can cry out to the Lord and He will hear me. Come on, church. I can, I can cry out to the Lord today and He'll hear me. You might feel afflicted. That's okay. The Word said many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord heareth and sees them and delivers them out of all their troubles. Cry out to the Lord today. He's faithful.
Just stretch your hands this way for those that are praying and seeking the Lord this morning. God's doing some great things. Renew and refreshing. Let's have some faith. Let's have a little faith. Church, let's pray for them. Let's believe for them today.
Why don't we lift our hands all across the building one more time? Let's stand together and lift our hands one more time before we exit. Let's lift our voice to the Lord in this house. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and just receive the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's receive it and then make it up in our mind. We're going to believe it and then go out and do it. We're going to hear it, receive it, believe it, and we're going to do it. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for your instruction today. Lord, you're great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful that God will let you know what to do? You know, sometimes you ever had somebody come to you, maybe you're on a job or doing something, they say, hey, how come you didn't do this and you had no idea you were supposed to do it? And then you get in trouble for it and get written up and you're like, they're all on you, chewing you out, calling you lazy. And you had, I didn't know. Well, you should have known. I'm glad to, that God doesn't go, well, you just should know. But he, 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 he give us this book, his word, and then he'll send men and women to preach to us so that the church can hear what the Spirit's saying. I want to hear what the Spirit's saying, but I don't want to just hear it. So you, you can get very excited about hearing what the Holy Ghost says. I mean, that's the Spirit of God talking. And sometimes that excitement is enough for people. But the reward comes in doing. Always has. You know, Jesus said, when you pray, fast, and give, you'll, all three of those things, you'll be rewarded, but only if you do them. You can read that scripture all day long and never get the reward until you do them. Wonderful, wonderful message today. Give the Lord a hand for his word. Great, great word, great word today. Praise God. So thankful for all that God's doing in this hour. So good, again, to see everybody in service. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock prayer. Tuesday night, not Wednesday, Tuesday night at 7, midweek service. So if you show up on Wednesday, you'll be here in the parking lot by yourself. So Tuesday, 7 o'clock, we'll have service. God's going to do some great things in the next couple of days. Amen. We love you. Have a wonderful day. Be safe, be well, and be blessed in the name of Jesus. You can be dismissed. God bless you.